Movies in 4K. Welcome, ladies, gentlemen, fans, listeners all over the world to episode 30 of Movies in 4K. I am Bill Shetty. I'm Lady Phantom. And we have two announcements for you this week. Starting, Miss Phantom, we are listed on another podcast directory. Another one? Yes, we are (laughs) everywhere. Now we are on Blueberry. So the links, remember, depending on the app or software you use, is at the bottom of every web page on Bill Shetty. You can click over and subscribe on your chosen platform. Next, we've been talking about this for a while, but finally, you can now browse the movies we have covered by genre. And that is also at the bottom of every webpage on BillShetty.com on the right side. So if you're looking for a comedy in 4K or a thriller or action, just click that link and it'll show you every 4K Blu-ray we have covered in that genre. That is cool. See, finally. We've been talking about it because we (laughs) break down these genres in such detail. So now you have... The reason why we do that, because some people might want to go, oh, I just like science fiction movies. What good 4Ks are on that? And now you can go through our vast archive that we're a mountain and just look at those type movies. Yeah, or do you are in the mood for something, I don't know, a specific genre. Now you can look it up. So we strive to be useful. Let's jump into this episode now. I'm going to go first with the breaking news this week, Lady Finally. Phantom. Yes. <laughs> and mine is a public service announcement. And I'm going to play a clip right now. This is kind of bizarre. And I think most people should be aware of this. This just came out. Now, one caveat I got to mention, while you're listening to this audio clip, When they say no, it's number. It is computerized. So when you hear no, it means number. It was abbreviated. So here we go. There might be glass in some food items, and the USDA has issued a public health alert. The latest not food in your food news comes from Taylor Farms, which produced four varieties of ready-to-eat food bowls that might have glass. That's according to a USDA public health alert issued Friday about meal simple spaghetti squash bowls. An employee at Taylor Farms' Dallas facility, The USDA said, found pieces of glass in a bowl or bowls during the production process. The agency says it didn't request or recall because it believes the products are no longer on shelves. But the best by dates given by the USDA say they could very well still be on shelves and definitely could be in freezers or refrigerators. Here are the foods involved. 10-ounce bowls of meal simple spaghetti squash and alfredo with chicken latno. TFD 279023 with best by date of October 15, 2020 or latno. TFD 280023 with a best by date of October 16, 2020. 10-ounce bowls of meal simple spaghetti squash with chicken and pesto, lot no. TFD 279023 with best by date of October 13, 2020 or lot no. TFD 280023 with a best by date of October 14, 2020. 10-ounce bowls of meal simple spaghetti squash and pepperoni, lot no. TFD 279023 with best by date of October 15, 2020 or lot no. TFD 280023 with a best by date of October 16, 2020. 11-ounce bowls of meal simple spaghetti squash and meatballs, lot no. 
TFD 279023 with best by date of October 13, 2020 or Lotno. TFD 280023 with a best by date of October 14, 2020. These went to stores in Houston and San Antonio. They should be thrown away or returned to the place of purchase for refund. So there you have it. I thought that was important to get out. Lady Phantom, you know, if you have one of those products that was just listed, trash it. I mean, you get a little bit of glass and something and you're eating. Oh, my God. It almost reminds me of Mirrors, that horror movie where Uh, they're eating glass. I know. So basically, if you want something spaghetti squash, just get it because it's in season and cook it yourself. Right. It's a lot of the squash (laughs) bowls. Yeah. Actually, I mean, as far as I heard, it's all spaghetti squash with something. So, yeah, like just I mean, right now it's in season so you can buy it cook it yourself like better to spend a little more time cooking than get some glass in your gut yes so i thought that was very informative to get out to the public so no matter where you are if you buy those bowls you know just check and they did list the lot numbers they were saying lot no but it Mm -hmm. was lot number and then the number after it because you can look on the package yeah, I would and just avoid that all together yes, for a and, while. And Phantom, I just mean, a quick little side note here. Out here in Vegas, and I'm not sure if this was nationwide, but there was a problem with mushrooms. Yeah. And funnily enough, we usually don't buy mushrooms, but it just so happened the Phantom did the last time, and we just trashed them. We didn't even take a chance. Yeah, because what for? I right. Mean, if, it, if there's a, the slightest chance that you might get sick or... <laughs> get glass inside you then like no no it's just not worth it yep so keep an eye out on that and what's your latest news miss fanel well it's a lot less important but i thought it was something out of the ordinary this news comes from italy tourists return stolen artifacts from pompeii after suffering curse this woman she she was named nicole but they just left it at that canadian woman actually As it happens, she, some more than 20 years ago or something, she was visiting Pompeii and she thought it was a good idea to just get some keepsakes, of course, without buying them, just taking them from the site. We are talking about some mosaic tiles, parts of an amphora and some pieces and one piece of ceramics. And the... She just sent them back to Italy with a letter of confession (laughs) saying, please take these back because over the last 20 something years that I've had them, they brought nothing but suffering to my house and to my family. Like apparently she has had cancer twice during that time and had she and her family have had financial problems but it all started when she got these things from Pompeii so and it's not funnily enough it's not the only person who has done that like throughout the years people have actually sent things back to Pompeii uh, that they have taken without permission of course telling them please take them back because these things are cursed because like they say that these things have such a horrible energy from what happened there you know? Like the Annabelle doll? Uh, no, not, well, I don't know, but <laughs> nope. No, I wouldn't say exactly like that. It's just that, I mean, these things, they are, apparently these people think that they 
have really bad energy because they were taken from a place where there was so much suffering when the volcano erupted and basically buried everyone. It could, but it's depends on what you believe, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if if that is completely believable, but they believe it, and if they believe it, chances are they their life will start to 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 go better i hope so but i mean the moral of the story is don't steal exactly i mean if you go to a touristic place and especially like what would be your 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 reason what possesses you well, to just funny steal something that, like that us being in vegas a lot of people steal things out of rooms yeah, but it's not the same. I mean, I would equate it more and not even like that. You know, like after the Berlin Wall was torn down, like people took pieces, but that was celebratory. That was a nice thing. Here we are talking about a plus. There were all over the place. Here we are talking about people that are taking things from places that were sometimes or in some occasions the houses of people who basically died buried after a volcano eruption like it's nothing that like it's not even close so i mean just don't do that yep good topic this week let's move it on Well, I got to say, Phantom, and to you out there, I'm pretty sure this is going to be the only Vegas movie we don't recommend. (laughs) Well, I don't know about that. I know it's possible we could have another one, but we know what's coming down the pike, and uh, I don't think there's anything that's going to be this bad in our opinion, because we're both the same. Neither of us had seen this movie, and this is a highly ranked movie. Vegas movie, and it is Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas from 1998. And who stars in this, Phantom? Johnny Depp and Benicio del Toro. And Tobey Maguire. Well, he's there. A young star there. All right, take a stab at what this is about, Lady Phantom. I have no idea. I spent one hour and 58 minutes trying to decipher this. I mean, I just know that it's based on a biography or something of some guy but it's such an acid trip this movie like uh, that's what they do that's what this uh, movie's about these two characters are on their way to las vegas to go to a race uh uh-huh and they're doing drugs all within this part Yeah, like, and it's so uh, annoying. Like the Johnny Depp character, and I'm sure this guy must have been like this in real life. Yeah, he is really loud and boisterous and annoying. Yeah, I read like that that they were actually like the people involved. They were happy with how he portrayed him, and I yes, think the, the guy real is life, still alive. The real life guy actually was on set and told him and everything. I mean, yeah. he was a major part of this movie. I don't movie. know if he's still alive or he died a little time after. I don't know. I don't even know. I don't want to say that. But the point is that he was happy about it. And I, for the life of me, don't know why anybody would want to watch this crap. Yeah, it's just <laughs> him and his lawyer... He's a journalist, and they're going to cover this race, doing all sorts of drugs in between this. Toby McGuire comes into this because they pick him up. He's like hitchhiking. Uh Uh-huh. And, oh, my God, it's so hard. 
there's not much to follow, really. You're no. trying to comprehend what's going. Why am I even watching this movie? Yeah, there's like very little story all along. the The protagonist Johnny Depp is narrating, but like if you ever In saw an no annoying voice, yes, if you ever saw Johnny Depp and thought he was quirky or weird or anything in a movie this is way over the top it's like no no i can't i can't yes and a fascinating tip on this benicio benicio del toro benicio del toro had to gain 40 pounds for this role yeah. so he's a little chubby in this yep and he plays this lawyer but anyway we got to talk about they get to vegas and i thought for short was circus circus but they did not actually film in Circus Circus. Yeah, it looks they didn't. Like it. Yes, it's like they they gave a, a, th a hotel with that theme, but uh -huh. Circus Circus was completely adamant that they were not doing that there. Right, and then there's parts at this racetrack that he's covering. And then I thought one interesting part was, because they do walk through casinos and stuff like that, and they're so strung up and high constantly, and <laughs> there's really nothing to follow. They get into some trouble and stuff and get kicked out. But on their way out of town, they get stopped by the police, and then they get taken back to town because they think they did something. Mm -hmm. And it's just a trippy, weird not going anywhere movie i could care less about yeah it's what i mean and it's highly rated this has a 7.6 rating yes. of over two hundred thousand people if you have seen this movie and you like this movie i want you to leave us some paragraphs on billshetty.com on the guest book and tell us why why <laughs> Because it is so outlandish and annoying, and it's a long movie too, Phantom. We Almost could not get we could not get through this movie on the first sitting. Like we were ready to turn this off after thirty minutes. Oh, before 30? before they even get to Vegas, because they're out on the road traveling in desert highways. Yeah, before they yeah. get there, and we're like, oh my god, it's got to improve something has yeah, to happen spoiler alert it did not and it's so wacky and zany and over the top and silly i can't even believe this movie got made i don't know you know it was supposed to take place back in the hippie days you know things like that he wears these big oversized glasses and they're just stoned and freaked out of their mind the whole movie and it goes nowhere. Like, I don't care that he's covering this race. The lawyer doesn't seem like a lawyer. Like, he don't care. I mean, yeah. it's just a weird movie. So I would really like to know what you got out of this movie, anybody out there. So I'm just going to rate it. I'm going to give it a two. It does have good cinematography. I did like some of the old recreations of Vegas because this takes place mm -hmm. 40 years or more back. So that's cool to see some of the really old slot machines and stuff like that. Yeah. That's not prevalent anymore that most places don't have. But yeah, this is a highly avoid to me. We're actually selling this disc 
And I was so excited to get this because this is like in the top 10 Las Vegas movies. And there's not much in Vegas, too. And it's almost fake stage Vegas, mm-hmm. even though there is some parts with strip where you get to see like the old dunes and stuff that's not here anymore. But it is a bad movie. Lady Phantom? One out of 10. Uh, please avoid. And I mean, I know there are many people that like it because, you know, there are also always people who like these things that look clever, that look smart. And hey, if, they, if that's your cup of tea, I respect that. But I personally hated it. All right, let's get to the feature. For episode 30, we are going back to one of the revered movies from 2015. And I'll say it right up front. This was one 4K disc that was stated back when you got into 4K that you must have. But what we are covering is The Revenant, which was directed by who, Lady Phantom? Alejandro González Iñárritu. You know this guy? Yeah. What's he done? He did, well, he made many movies back in Mexico. One of the most important ones was Amores Perros, and that was an excellent movie. He has also done Babel here and Birdman. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! That movie went over my head. That's Which for means that, day. yeah, like I, I'm pretty sure he is the first Mexican director to win two Oscars as best director in two consecutive years. All right, cool. Who stars in this film? Leonardo DiCaprio, Tom Hardy, Don Hal Gleason, Will Poulter, Forrest Goodluck, and others. Yes, and this is listed in a whopping. Five genres, action, adventure, drama, history, Western. We got to drop history and Western. You know, I might add Western. Oh, no, (laughs) I would drop that. But I'm trying to align the website up on the bottom. So we're like limited on space. But we have had quite a few Westerns. But for now, we're dropping history and Western. It is a Western to me, totally. It's not the Phantom. I don't know why. But what do you say about action, adventure, and drama? Absolutely. And action is very little. Yes. That would be like a 10% thing. Yeah, I would say basically drama and adventure. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt about that. All right, so what's that synopsis on IMDb? A frontiersman on a fur trading expedition in the 1820s fights for survival after being mauled by a bear and left for dead by members of his own hunting team. I'll tell you, the perfect synopsis to this is the title of the movie. That's what it's about. A Revenant. A guy that comes from basically back from the dead. I mean, not literally, Presumably but they, dead leave, they or leave missing. Him from dead. Yes. And so by the title, you know that he's not going to die in this one situation mm-hmm. because of that. Like he who comes back, basically. 
I'll tell you what, before we start walking it through, Phantom, I just got to say right up front, this is an amazing movie. And I'll tell it you is. what, you know me, this movie runs two hours and 36 minutes. I am not a proponent of long movies at all. I can see many people saying this movie's boring if you're not into this scenario because it does drag. I don't like using that word, but I could see some people saying that because it moves at a snail's pace when he's recuperating. Mm -hmm. And I mean 30, 40 minutes, not much is going on, just daily life in the snow and dealing with wounds. But I was so fascinated. Outside of The Godfather, this has to be the second favorite long movie of mine. It is amazing. Like from the first shot of the movie, you know it's going to be good. Oh, yes. And before we get to technicals, too, I got to say the cinematography is off the charts in this movie. Yeah, that was made. The cinematographer was Emmanuel Lubezki. He's also Mexican. He's a pal of Gonzalez Iñárritus, and he works along him within many, many movies. And he is an amazing cinematographer, like, like amazing. And this is DiCaprio's first Oscar, correct? Yes, after six nominations or something. Well, like, well finally. deserved here. Oh we my can God, just say yes. That. So let's start it up. This movie starts out basically, I'm not going to walk every little detail through. We'll say the common plots in here, but it starts with the Indians coming across these frontiersmen that are getting paid to go find pelts, basically. Mm hmm. And uh, get the pelts, kill the animals, cut them up, take them back, stuff like that. Because this is freezing cold weather out in the mountainous western region. And they come across the Indians and you have a battle like you do in all westerns. And oh my God, what a great action scene this first 15 minutes is. Oh yeah. like The bow and uh, arrows into people's bodies and stuff. So real. You feel it. It hurts. Yes, it's unbelievable. The wounds, the gore. The way the action scenes were shot, like very close up on a lot of scenes. And then you go wide angles, just get a bigger picture. Everything works here. Yeah. And there was a very good mixture of steady cam and also handheld camera. And it just depicts so well the, the chaos. The chaos. But it and wasn't yeah. like shaky cam no, where it wasn't you're not shaky. seeing It's stuff. just handheld. To, and, and it follows DiCaprio so closely at every second of the movie. And you just feel what he's feeling. And, and you get angry. And oh my God, I had never hated Tom Hardy so much. <laughs> oh my God, he plays the most annoying character. And he's, I wouldn't say he's an evil guy. Well, he let's is get just into a that, very practical Phantom. Okay, guy. we got this action scene. Yeah. Then after they get away from the Indians, they killed, the Indians killed a good <laughs> 60 some percent. I think they had 40 some men and now they're down to 12 or 18, something like that. They mm -hmm. killed most of the men. Yep. So now we start getting into the story with DiCaprio. He is the one that knows the land. He is also the one that has a son that is an Indian, one of the indigenous. Yes, half and Indian, yeah. And of course, there's people that don't like that most at this era. 
Yeah. But he is their guide, and you see the strife with that. His wife has passed. Yes. Another side plot here is that he is having visions of his wife throughout this movie, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And they are speaking in this indigenous language, and you see the subtitles. Yes. And also, DiCaprio does speak the native's language, which is the only one that can. Mm-hmm. So that's a good thing. But you see Tom Hardy's character and him are at odds. This Hardy character, oh my God, you want to talk about an annoying character. And I'm not talking about the badness, the immorality of this guy. I'm talking about this guy didn't shut up. He can't shut up. (laughs) And I only got two small gripes in this movie, Lady Phantom. I'm coming in super high, Mm -hmm. but he is one of them. And I... I'm not faulting him. They played this up so much throughout the movie that he's just a constant, annoying, immorale, just the top of the line jerk that just doesn't shut up and criticizes every little thing. And after the beginning of the movie, when they get into this diatribe and stuff with him and you learn about his character, they could have did this once more. And I'll say the part coming up when somebody gets injured. But they overplayed it. Like the whole time this guy's on screen, he's constantly talking and making suggestions. And you just want this guy to shut up. Not because he's bad, just because he's annoying. And I don't think he pulled that type of lingo off. I do. I personally don't. He was very hard to understand most of the time he was talking. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't because it wasn't loud enough. It wasn't the production of the disc. It was his slang and the words he used. And I do think his British lingo got in the way a little bit of pulling it off. Maybe. But that is one of my criticisms. And what say you with that? I disagree. I thought he was... Good. I I think he portrayed exactly what was needed of him. But you don't think they upplayed that? Like, we know what this guy's about. Yeah. And they constantly, every time he's on screen, because he is the main co-star in this. Well, yeah, but I think it's just building up to, I don't know, you wanting him to pay for whatever he has done. Well, I just think it's such a long movie, they should have tamped down his attitude sometimes because it just gets abhorrent to me. It just is over the top at times. And while I get what they were trying to do, I just think it was a little too much. Eh, Like we understood what this guy's about. We don't have to have him talking every second when he's on screen yeah maybe it would have been a little more effective to have him not speak so much and just do what he does and that would have been more than enough to hate him yes i'm so glad this is in the description so it's not a spoiler dicaprio gets completely pummeled twice by a bear Oh, it's, oh my goodness, that was such good acting. This scene looks real because it was a real bear. (laughs) No, it was computer generated. Oh, that's not the bear that was in, he's got a name that was in uh, Bart the Bear? Yeah. Well, I was just skimming. Every scene? 
I don't know. I don't know about animated. that. I don't know if every scene I was just skimming through IMDb and it said computer generated bear, which certain times wow. it had to be. Family. Yes, but I maybe think not that was all the time. Bart, the famous Bart the Bear. I think. Well, it could have been, but like it was probably the only CGI used in the movie. Whenever they they generated the bear digitally. That was the only one. All the rest was practical. Everything. Yes, well, you would never would have known. And I think no. it was very small scenes that, you know, because this guy gets thrown around, bitten, clawed to death. Like, how this guy survived is impressive on its own. Yes. Because 99.9% wouldn't. Yeah, it's just that he is driven, I think, at that point by such a, a complete and solid resolve to survive because he has an objective. Yes. So once we so, get to this and he's hanging on by a thread, the wounds are incredible what they oh show. Oh, my God, yes. So real. Um, so his son is there and then these 12 to 18 people that are left, they come to his rescue. They start to carry him through this land. Oh, and I should back track a second they had to hide their pelts to get away from the indians so now they're on a journey back to their fort mm -hmm. and they're carrying dicaprio up and down mountains it comes to a point where they just can't do this because they're going up mile mountains in snow and freezing weather so what the leader of the battalion says he needs three people to stay behind while they journey forward because they all say he's going to die. Yeah. They don't want to kill him, but they want somebody there with him and to get the military burial and everything when he does pass. So his son stays, his son's friend, best friend, basically, and then Mr. Annoying. Yeah. The one that's after this guy the whole movie which it was smart how they did it because normally you'd say, no, this guy would never stay behind. But it was really clever is that the leader says, okay, you get $300 for staying behind. And since they're not getting money for the pelts, which the dude was so irate with, he didn't want to go. He didn't want to follow this character glass mm -hmm. that's played by DiCaprio. And he was already totally ticked off because he ain't making money doing all this and trying to survive and with the Indians and there's so much going on here. So it was kind of smart how they did that because if there wasn't any money involved or nothing, I mean, you'd be rolling your he eyes. He would have been really like questioned by the by the chief, let's say, by Domhnall Gleeson. But so, but yeah, it was clever to make it believe that. That's well, Indians. <laughs> well, they're the chief of their, I don't know, the like chief of police or whatever. Battalion. No, well, you're saying their chief. General? Chief is what is on the Indian side, Phantom. So you wouldn't use that terminology when you're talking about Western. Well, yeah, that's true. Their general, let's say, or captain or whatever he was. Right. Yeah, it was like clever to make him believe that he would stay because without that he would have said yeah and you're just staying for the goodness of your heart yes. yeah right so a little side plot here too we have an actual chief of one of the indian tribes yeah. and there's two indian tribes in this yeah the, the pawnees and, and the, the Sioux and the pawnees 
his daughter got captured by white Americans. Well, by white men. True. And he's in search of them. Mm-hmm. And he's killing everybody else alongside of that. Yes. And he makes some side deals with some other frontiersmen that come along the way. And there's a little confrontation there and stuff. But that is a key side plot, too. Yes. And that comes full circle there. I really liked how that progressed. Yeah. And I and when I grasped what was happening, I was like, no way. Okay. So... We can't say this, but we come to a time when DiCaprio is on his last legs. He's by himself. And this is the part where I can see some people saying it really slows down and gets boring if you're not into this movie. Because we got a good 40 minutes of him recuperating, struggling, trying to stay alive. Yeah, trying to survive. Through these treacherous conditions yeah yes and having to deal with indians all the time with their bows and arrows and other people and you know they got 20 miles to travel it's it's a far distance to the base Mm -hmm. and nobody knows he survives yeah everybody thinks he's dead and yeah right so we're also seeing the journey of the main battalion trying to get back and then this threesome i'll just leave it at that lady phantom trying to get back because they're the ones that stayed behind Mm -hmm. and then with dicaprio trying to get back yeah so but it mainly focuses on dicaprio i mean there's some great scenes in here where he's gotta you know get inside a horse to survive because of the weather conditions and things like that yeah everything was so believable and and it just makes sense you know, like if it's snowing all around you, you're freezing to death and someone just happened to kill your horse. What do you do? Well, get inside the horse. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the only way you're going to survive that cold. And you're waiting for this final confrontation. Yes. You know, and we're going to leave this part just a little up in the air. There's a reason DiCaprio is going after Hardy. Hardy. And that's his whole motivation. Mm-hmm. makes total sense total believable he just had that will no matter what he went through and i gotta say the amount of brutality that inflicts dicaprio during the length of this movie is unbelievable yeah yeah and i was and like- he looks old in this like the makeup is so incredible he yeah. is so weathered and sunken and Oh my, actually everybody, all the makeup's incredible, but I mean, you see many close-ups and this guy just looks twice his age almost. Not really. (laughs) Yes, just because of all that. Twice his age? Yes, just because of the inclement weather. But he looks 80? Come on. They look old. Well, they look old, but he doesn't look any older than 50, maybe. But anyway. I don't know. The makeup they did on here is incredible i will just say that like in every movie ever especially horror movies of course like it always hurts me when someone has chapped lips leonardo dicaprio's lips on this movie hurt me deeply (laughs) i mean like i was like oh my god doesn't it hurt it like they are they are not even chapped they are demolished it's horrible yeah (laughs) oh my gosh 
Yes, it, it's unbelievable the effects. In this yeah, movie. I mean, and everything and that happens to him, every new injury, I'm here like thinking, yeah, because he needs another injury. I mean, like, come on. And it's so funny, Phantom, is I personally wasn't bored for one second in this movie. Oh, no, not at all. And I'm not a fan of Westerns. I'm not a fan of Cowboys and Indians. I'm not a fan of Dated Peace. I mean, this movie had so much going against it for me as a movie lover mm -hmm. but this is top tiered it was so fascinating and engaging even though such small details are happening and even the flashbacks were good like i enjoyed when it went back to his wife and they're speaking about the land and the ritualism and stuff like that mm -hmm. it was really interesting yes Yes, it was. And like they find a way to tell you about his son and yes. everything via flashbacks. And it's never in your face and you understand. And, and they basically make you believe what he believes and make you feel what he's feeling. Okay, so let's wrap up the review here. Mm -hmm. It comes to the time you're going to get exactly what you're expecting in this movie. A final showdown to speak. Yep. It worked. It was great. Yes. It was interesting. It was fun, I'd even say. <laughs> like, it was engaging. And this don't have a crazy amount of action. Like I said, I put 10% on it. But it was impeccable. This is almost an impeccable movie. My other criticism, I have to say, Phantom, and I think we're both the same. I'm sure mm. you picked this up. But during the final confrontation, blood gets on the camera. I loathe when that happens it's just that it, it tells you that it's not really happening it's being filmed yeah because you can see the blood on the camera so it's like yes <laughs> and it's obvious and it's a couple times and i'm like no you got this amazing landscapes this whole movie amazing special effects and then you're gonna cheapen out on this final battle scene you know and i get why i think in this movie they tried to do it because the camera was down low while they were rolling on the ground and stuff to make you feel more there but it is so cheap it's so gimmicky when it does it reminds me of really crappy horror movies that do it it really does and yeah. it really bothers me and it is a little bit of a criticism that's all i got technicals off the charts here I'm ready to rate and recommend this, you. Sure. This go is ahead. a nine, and I'd love to hit a 10, but I can't because I just think they overplayed his nemesis too much. I knew what this guy was all about in the first 30 minutes, and I just wish he would have shut up because he was just so annoying, and they overplayed it, and I did not like it. I wasn't crazy with his accent either and that little fault with the blood but this is a nine out of ten you must own this movie yes absolutely i am also very very high i am going with a 10 out of 10 i think this movie is fantastic i mean i don't think maybe they did overplay tom hardy a little bit but it didn't bother me and the blood, I agree with you. He didn't aggravate you at all, just the constant arguing. I would expect it from someone so annoying and so horrible of a person. So no, it doesn't annoy me as for the movie, let's say. 
And the blood, I totally agree with you, but I don't think it deserves to get any less points because of that. So to me, it's a 10 out of 10 and a must own, please. Let's get to the good stuff. The reason you are here. Okay, like I said in the beginning, this back in 2016 when the disc actually came out was the one back then people said you must own. So we're going to let you know if you must own this on 4K. How is that video quality? I absolutely love it. Yes, I do too. It's It was shot on all digital cameras, actually 6K cameras. Yeah. So it was down sampled to 4K. So when 8K eventually comes out, this and like the movie 1917 is yeah. going to be ones that will be probably a tick above some yeah, of the other ones. Yeah, they wanted to film some of the movie in the normal 35 millimeters or something but at the end they decided not to because all of this movie with the exception of one scene one is filmed with natural light everything with the exception of one scene by a fire or something because for some reason they needed to to have some light bulbs everything else was natural light and you have never seen anything filmed with natural light so good as this yes it's crystal clear every frame on this movie and the only thing that some people could say i mean this doesn't utilize the wide color gamut this isn't aquaman but all the coloring in this is absolutely gorgeous the blues and the white and the contrast ratio there's a lot of fire in this movie too oh yeah and it looks so amazing yes real fire out in amongst snow what beautiful pictures amongst mountains and landscapes and tons of trees you get all the whites and all the blacks and the blacks especially those at night they are velvety smooth and completely dark the yellows Oh my, oh god. my god, yellows look so good on I OLED know. TVs, I gotta say. And there's one scene also with a with a fire, with a little bonfire, those specular highlights. I was like, oh my god. This it just looked beautiful. beautiful. It looked picturesque. You'd want pictures of this on your wall. That's what cinematography does, exactly. Like all the cinematography that El Chivo Lubeski does is always amazing. And this was like off the charts yes, beautiful. for this movie particular because it doesn't have you know a million different colors in it yeah but this is an a plus in the video category i mean i don't see anything else that could have possibly been done here because Better. you get mm-hmm. blood colors it looks real oh, yeah blues yellows yeah. reds but you know and it maintains that drab feel that it is in the snow phantom's never been in the snow but this is how it feels it's so white Mm -hmm. and just bleak when the sky is getting dark it's got this blue tone to it yes and it was so accurate and i'll tell you what this might be the movie that i felt the most a part of that i felt I was there in this movie. Oh, you could when feel the cold. When they're sitting around the fire and they're wearing these big bear skins and you see chap lips and oh my God. And you see them eating livers from animals and stuff like that. And Yes. I it mean, is 
oh, it's just so atmospheric. It's yeah. so amazing. Yeah, and going back a little to the white color gamut, like uh, there was one scene, actually, I think it was of Tom Hardy. They, like It was uh, just a scene of him. But you can tell all the colors in his clothes. And we are talking neutral colors here, but you can mm -hmm. tell perfectly the one yes. that is maroon from the one that is burgundy, from the one that is green, from the one that is blue. I yes, mean, you get like, all the wow. textures too, Lady oh, yeah. Phantom. Like in hair and skin. Yes. And weaponry and <laughs> I mean everything. The wood, the trees, you're seeing the bark. I yeah. mean, everything. In this. You get all the texturing from Leo's injuries. And oh, trust yes. me, that is painful because, I mean, they, they show his back. Oh, I'll say like, one uh, specular highlight I want to talk okay. about. Okay, do tell. Is he gets mauled from the claws of the bear on his throat. <gasps> and yes. Leo, at one point, takes a little gunpowder and to has cauterize to it. cauterize the wound and he lights some little leaves, some little grass, and has to stick it to his throat. You want to talk about some specular highlight like it was so quick, but it looks so cool and real. Yeah. And it hurt the watch. Yes. And I am really surprised that apparently Leo didn't have any injuries throughout the filming because it, it sometimes happens. I mean, I remember Jim Caviezel in The Passion of the Christ. He did get injured. Like, to me... This is so surprising that Leo suffered no injuries whatsoever because they all look so real. It, it like, ah, yeah. Yes, and in this snow, you felt that bitter cold that you feel during these snowstorms and this below zero weather that they were in. You could feel them shaking and, you know, they were so weathered, their face. Yeah. The makeup was incredible here. Yes. And of course, I mean, you can feel it because it's true. I mean, like they were cold. Uh, absolutely. But are you with me? Now, we've done a couple other ones that we said we felt like we were there. Mm -hmm. But I think this one tops even the other ones that we've said that. Like, I felt I was out there in this yes. mountainous region. And the bear scene, oh, my God. Like, it, it felt like I was, you know, a bystander right there on the tree. Yes. And the thing, and as soon as he starts, for example, to feel cold or something, like, he immediately starts to like, go like this on, on his hands. And you understand oh, yeah. why. You see the smoke of them breathing, too, here. Yeah. But, I mean, that is obviously logical, right? Because, I mean, fun fact about this movie, at some point, because the we the, the weather wasn't starting to, to uh, cooperate and they were in Canada, they one of the reasons the production was way more expensive was they had to take all their stuff and move it to Argentina because that's where the weather was starting to be like that. So it's not like they used any gimmicks or anything. It was everything in freezing weather. And you can tell. I mean, you can see the steam from their mouth when they speak. And it's, it's just so, you feel like you're there with them and, and it hurts. Yes. And DiCaprio is on a journey in this and you're following him every way and it feels like you're right alongside of him. Yes. All right. The audio is not an Atmos track. It is a DTS 7.1 track, but it's incredible. Oh, yeah. This is one of the most atmospheric environmental tracks 
surrounds are utilized constantly in the environment with the trees with the wind with the snow with rustling in the leaves with you know little animals walking behind i mean everything is in this movie yeah and and the score itself lady fan oh it's beautiful somber dramatic score i really enjoyed you're going to be hearing it it's our closing theme it's beautiful it it really talks to you of all the sadness of the desperation of the anguish of the i don't know it it's it's a lot for primarily a drama this has one of the best soundtracks i would say to utilize all the speakers yeah you felt engulfed in this snow driven mountainous regions with animals here and there and trees and bad weather and caves and inside of horses and i mean oh my god yeah and it's and the sound effects were incredible too there's times when like they got to break ribs of animals and like you feel it it sounded so real yeah and you need to take into consideration that i mean this guy has to be really careful because at any point he can encounter enemies oh yeah he does actually constantly really Uh uh-huh and the surround helps so much with that because at some point you hear something behind you and you're like be careful you know i mean like it's the movie really engulfs you yes thanks and to for that a sound. movie a drama basically that doesn't have that much talking in it yes it needed it and you felt there like you need to have at least surround speakers in this movie because that puts you in the mix and funnily enough this is one of only a handful of movies i know when they're talking off the side of the screen their voices actually change and they'll move to the left and usually it always comes out of the center because that's the most intelligible and you want it the loudest Mm -hmm. but it was so interesting how they did that unlike hacksaw ridge which we both praised to death because of all the action that maintained the center and you heard stuff happening around Mm -hmm. but in this one it actually panned their voices and i thought that was very interesting without them being lost yes which was incredible yes i completely agree with you the the sound in this movie is amazing the music it's everything uh lucy soundtrack that has the best you know action scores and it's constantly revolving around but for this type of movie what they had you get way much more than you would expect yeah yeah in a the movie thing is like that, this yeah i mean you have of course the talking which is i would say 80 percent done by tom hardy in the in the whole movie <laughs> and uh but in this movie it's as you said it's so atmospheric there are so many things to listen to from the fire, just the fire, the rain, the snow, the trees. There's a, a scene where someone is building a little tent in a woods with a bunch of wind and you feel the wind. Mm-hmm. I agree. All right. What special features are on that disc? Not many. On, just on the Blu-ray, it's the a world unseen documentary. That's all. Hmm. And we did not pop that in. We should have to see because we really enjoyed this movie. This is a, 
this is the type of movie we look forward to special features that we are so engulfed. Like yeah, I'd we really should watch like it. to see some behind the scenes footage on yeah. this, but apparently it doesn't have it. Well, just the the documentary, uh, a world unseen. I don't know if it's a behind the scenes thing. Uh, thing, it just might be. Who knows? All right, this is the time, Lady Phantom. What is your grade and recommendation? Da, 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 da. A plus. Okay. Totally worthy. I can't hit A. I'm hitting A though. Why? Uh, uh. <laughs> It's hard to explain, and I'm not penalizing it at all, because you just heard me rant and rave how good this is. But to be the best of the best, in my opinion, is A+. That is the top tier. You can't get any better whatsoever. And I think this is just one notch below it. Mainly, and this is no fault to the disc or anything. I mean, some movies are just going to be this way, Phantom. Is this don't have the really rich colors. It's just not a Lucy. It's not 2001 A Space Odyssey. But it doesn't have to be. No, it doesn't have to be. I don't think this disc could be produced any better. But it's not the best disc I've ever seen. And A-plus is the best discs I ever seen. Remember, we only got two right now. True. Yeah. This is definitely a demo-worthy disc. This is definitely a movie to show off your 4K system. Don't hesitate at all. It's unbelievably beautiful. It's gorgeous. There's not a splotch of grain in this. Oh, my God. I couldn't imagine this movie having grain because of all the wide angles it would have been a grainy poo poop. <laughs> yeah, true. Especially with a lot of the low lighting in here. And that's what looked amazing on this disc, too, was the low lighting fire scenes. Like, you didn't lose any shadows because you do see shadows. You see people standing behind a tree or you see shadows of the trees or branches. This is top-tier disc, Lady Phantom. But I can't hit A plus because it doesn't cover every gamut that 4K brings to the screen. Lucy and Pride, Prejudice and Zombies hit every facet that you could possibly have. The coloring, the contrast, the level of detail, Atmos track, everything. Yeah, you're right. This I, yes. has it all that could have been achieved in it. I don't think Atmos would have brought anything to this, personally. You know, because you can set your receiver up to actually upconvert to overheads if you want to hear some overheads. But there's no planes flying in this. There's nothing really happening above you in this movie. It's all ground level, basically. Well, at some point there is. Well, there's some mountain scenes and stuff, yes. And there's one scene where someone shoots someone that is in a tree. Oh, that's, that's true. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that scene. And yes. it sounds great, too. Yes. Oh, like I said, Phantom, I say what they have, this is really tough for us because we want to be as fair and accurate. We think most critics that do this aren't fair at all. And I think the Phantom and I are super fair. Yes. We said anything A minus A or A plus is totally demo worthy. That is our goal. If it hits that, show it off. You want to buy it, period. No doubt about it. Now, to make the difference between, you know, A minus A and A plus, 
A plus has everything 4K has to offer. Wide color gamut, every banding color in the spectrum, every bit of sound you could possibly have. And while this disc couldn't be any better, in my opinion, it doesn't have every aspect, even though it's totally gorgeous in every way, shape, or form. For me, it just doesn't hit the A+. It's a solid A. Buy this disc. You have to own this disc if you have 4K equipment. True. You know what? You have made some seriously good points, so I will say also A. Yes, and this will maintain on our sidebar as a demo-worthy, do not hesitate buying this disc forever. No doubt. This movie will always be in there because it is worth it. I really love that track, Lady Phantom. It is beautiful. It's it's just so nostalgic, so sad. And they play it at the perfect times in the movies yes. when it comes on. Like it's really good. So we hope you enjoyed episode thirty. We have a lot of horror reviews coming out this month on discs, written reviews, audio, several more coming up, guests. So if you're into horror 4K discs, we have several coming out to celebrate the holiday of Halloween. So for Lady Phantom, I am Bill Shetty. We'll catch you on the next Movies in 4K. Movies in 4K.